You're listening to Raw and Real, a podcast for everyone dealing with loss. Join your host, Linda Piazza, as she and her guests share their experiences, knowledge, and heart when dealing with the tough topics of loss along life's journey. Our goal, whether you're dealing with a loss of a relationship, loss of health, loss of life, or loss of self, is to invite you to the table for our weekly conversation and provide some comfort in knowing that you're not alone in your grief. Now, here's your host, Linda Piazza. Hello, and welcome to the Raw and Real podcast, a podcast for anyone dealing with loss. I'm your host, Linda Piazza, and today we're going to be discussing the stages of grief. Thanks for joining us. This week and over the next several weeks, we are really going to dive deep and tackle the stages of grief and the different ways that a person can grieve and how you go from beginning to end in the sense of being able to find joy in life again. So some of the things that we're going to talk about today and over the next several weeks, first of all, there are seven stages of grief. And the first stage of grief, now please keep in mind that these don't always go in order and everybody grieves differently. So I don't want you to sit back and think you're doing it wrong because there isn't a right or a wrong way to grieve. And there also isn't a order that these things take place in your grief process because everybody's grief is different. So above everything else, I want to make sure that that is understood, that everybody's grief is different. But the seven stages of grief that we're going to be talking about, first one is shock and denial. You'll probably react to learning of the loss with a numbness and a disbelief. So when you find out somebody has passed away, whether it is sudden or it is from a long illness, there is still a numbness. There is still a disbelief. There is still this place that you go that you just kind of can't believe what's happened and you go into shock and denial. And I honestly think that that does happen in the very beginning, not for everybody, but I believe for most people. And I think to get through what you have to like planning the funeral and the memorial service and the viewing and picking out pictures and cards and caskets and all of the things that you have to do after somebody passes away in order to prepare for whatever your family traditions are. Your mind has to be someplace different than sad because there's a lot of things to do. So shock and denial typically are going to happen immediately. And there's going to be a numbness that comes over you that is, believe it or not, kind of healthy for you to get through the next three, five, seven days. Then there's pain and guilt. There's anger and bargaining. There's depression, reflection, loneliness. There's an upward turn. There's a reconstruction and working through and an acceptance and hope. So all of those things are the stages of grief that one will walk through when they lose somebody close to them. Now, some of these things are not just grief from a death. You experience these grief 
stages also through things like divorce, a friendship, not really losing a home, but there are things from your childhood home when you actually sell it or you're not living there anymore. Nobody in your family's living in there anymore that you kind of go through. But I think that these stages come in really often when you're talking about a death, even an illness. If somebody has just been diagnosed with cancer, they go through these seven stages of grief because they are grieving the loss of the life that they once knew and are having to channel and change a lot of things, whether it is you yourself that has been diagnosed with an illness or it's a child or a family member. There's a process that you go through as well with that kind of information that's given to you. So what we're going to discuss, and I think it is extremely important, and over the next several weeks, like I said, we are really going to dive deep into the stages of grief. And my goal at the end of all this, and this can take seven weeks, it can take 12 weeks, it just depends kind of on how this goes and where we're at in this process of discussing all of this on how long it's going to take to get through it, which is the same thing as how long it's going to take you to get through it. So we're going to start out on the stages, and I'm just going to go in in an order that would make sense. However, please, 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 please hear me. There isn't a right or wrong way to do this. There isn't. So do not go in, take what I'm telling you, and think that there's a proper order and you're not doing it right. Please take that out of your head. I'm going to go in a specific order that I think will work best for this podcast, not necessarily best for you. Stay tuned. Okay, we are going to be discussing the different stages of grief. And we've talked a lot about this through the last 12 episodes or 11 episodes of my podcast, because obviously the topic of this podcast is loss. And so some of this stuff may be a repeat, but I think it's really important for us to talk about it in this particular segment. Just kind of refresh your memories and just let you know that there are things that are okay and that the stages are normal and what the stages are and what they look like. So before we get started, I just want to make sure that you understand that grief is normal because it is how people respond to a significant personal loss in their life. And to expect people who've lost someone that they deeply love to not be affected and not to grieve is just wrong on a lot of different levels. So grief, first of all, let's remember it's normal. Secondly, let's remember that grief is natural. It's a process and it's a human thing to do. We can't avoid it. When we lose somebody that we love, whether it's to divorce or its loss of a loved one through death. It is a human thing to do and we can't avoid it. It's built into us. 
We are created to grieve. We are created to love. We are human. We're human, guys. And when we lose somebody that we love, there is a sadness that overcomes us. There is a heaviness that we feel, and it is normal. Do not let anybody make you believe that it's anything other than normal. It's so important that you understand that. And then the other thing that is extremely important for you to understand is that grief is necessary. In order for you to be able to cope and to move on and to finally get yourself to a place to have a full, joyful life, you have got to grieve. It's not comfortable. It's not easy. It's not something that we want to do. However, it's necessary. Trying to ignore it or avoid grief, it's not going to work because you could stuff it. You could avoid it for a short period of time. Sometimes some people will avoid it for a long period of time. When you do that, it's going to be 10 times worse trying to recover from it and trying to process it than if you do it right after your loss. So many times people apologize for expressing their emotions about losing someone. I want you to stop saying you're sorry. I want you to stop apologizing. You've got nothing to apologize for. If you are in the middle of a conversation and you start to get choked up, you start to get emotional, that is normal and that is okay. And do not tell the person on the other side of the table that you are sorry. Absolutely do not do that. You are human and you have a right to that emotion. And you have to give yourself permission to grieve because so many people do not. So many people, somebody significant in their life dies, jobs and and companies give you three days. Some are nice and give you five days. And then all of a sudden, a week after you lose your mother, your sister, your husband, your wife, your brother, whatever the loss is, they expect you to go back to work on Monday and everything be okay and everything be normal and everything is not okay and everything is not normal. So you have to give yourself permission to grieve. I'm not telling you to go to work and sit there at your desk and cry all day because you do have to compartmentalize some in order to keep some kind of balance in your life because we do have to work and we do have to make a living. At the same time, one of the things that I find that people do is they throw themselves into work in order to not feel, in order to not deal, in order for them not to have to go through the difficulties and the pain and the heaviness of losing somebody that you love. Sometimes people begin to feel and tears start welling up, emotions start flowing, but then you shut it off. And I do that myself. I'm talking to you from experience. 
as you all know, if you've been listening to my podcast, if you watch my Monday chatters on Facebook, you know the amount of losses that I have experienced in my life. And that is why I feel like this topic, one of the main reasons I feel this topic is so important is because I've experienced it myself. I've lost my best friends. I've lost my mother. I've lost my father. I've lost my sister. I've lost very, very significant people in my life. And I know firsthand how people feel, how difficult it is to get through this. Every loss is different. Everybody's emotions are different. Everybody's grieving process is different. Again, there's no right way. There's no wrong way to do this. And just because I lost my mother, if you lose your mother, it doesn't mean that I know what you are going through. Because your relationship with your mom is going to be very different than mine was. I can understand what you're going through. I can have a lot of empathy for you in your grief. I can be there for you. But for me to sit there and say to you, I know how you feel would be wrong on so many levels because I do not know how you feel. I do not know what that relationship was like. I do not know anything about your relationship with your mom or your sister or your brother or whoever it is that you lost. Now, even if I know you well, and a lot of people who listen to my podcast, I know, and I know your relationship with people in your life, but I don't know the intimacy of that relationship. So I cannot say to you, nor can anybody else say, I know how you feel. Anytime somebody says that to me as a person who's had significant losses in their life, I got to tell you guys, why to knock them out? Because <laughs> there's no way and it's not possible. I know that nobody means anything negative by it. I know they're only trying to help and I know that they're trying to make me feel that they're there with me and I can feel that they're there with me and I can feel that they're there supporting me without them telling me I know how you feel because no one knows how I feel. No one knows how you feel. Keep that in mind. Try not to play on words either too much. It's one of the things that I do that's a downfall. I know that when People are trying to help you through a situation like this. They say some things that you just shake your head and think to yourself, I can't believe they just said that to me. And those are real difficult times. And if you're, my personality doesn't handle those real well. And sometimes I will speak out. And the person is very taken by my response. But I also think it's really important for people to know and for people to understand the things that they should and shouldn't say. So if you are listening to this podcast and you haven't lost anybody that's significant, God bless you. You are so fortunate. But heed the message. And watch your words and the things that you say to people when they are experiencing these great losses. And 
If you are a person who has experienced great losses, please heed the message and know that you are one, not alone. Grieving is normal. People are going to say stuff that you're going to shake your head about, and that's okay. It's okay. So we are going to discuss, again, the stages of grief and the different things that loss can cause and what you can experience through the stages. And one of the things that I kind of want to touch on a little bit today, there's a difference between a sudden death and a death that comes along with a expectation. And what I mean by that is somebody who is ill, like my mom and my dad and my sister, Nina and Ada and Ruby, on and on and on and on, all of them had cancer. All of them were getting treatments. They all were good at one point. They were all no evidence of disease. They were getting better. And then it comes back and they lost their battle. They fought a good fight, but they lost their battle. Regardless of how difficult or how long their battle was, I would say that probably for my mom and my dad and Nina, they've all lived about the same amount of time after their their diagnosis. It was about 18 months. With my sister, it was five weeks. We hadn't had a chance to even deal or comprehend the information that she gave us that she had cancer. So I feel like her death was sudden. I feel like her death was unexpected because from diagnosis to death, it was five weeks and it wasn't supposed to happen. At least that's what we were told. We were told by the doctors it was treatable and it was curable. There is a difference. A loss is a loss. It's significant and it's difficult regardless. Regardless. When you lose somebody after a long illness, the people that are taking care of them, the people that are close to them, it's exhausting. It's emotionally, physically, mentally exhausting. By the time their journey is over, you don't have a whole lot left of yourself. You really don't. At the same time, when somebody dies suddenly and you have zero expectation of it, the shock from a sudden death hits you very, very differently than the death of somebody that is fighting a long illness. Again, it doesn't, the significance of the loss doesn't change and it doesn't make the death or the loss any greater or any less. It's the emotion around it that I think is a little bit different. And it's not the emotion in the sense of sadness. It's the emotion of, I think the disbelief is so much greater and it's so much stronger. And you just kind of go into 
I'm going to say a zombie state. And I say that because I did experience that with my friend Lori. And we talked about Lori many, many weeks ago. And Lori was um, a good friend of mine. And she lived right across the street from me. And she died suddenly in a car accident. She was engaged. She was getting ready to get married in a month. Life was good. She was happy. Things were going great. And a gentleman got out of jail who shouldn't have. And he was on parole, driving drunk, hit her car, and killed her. Instantly killed her. And when I got that phone call, I just will never forget it. I got that phone call saying, I have bad news. And I think I've talked about this phone call in a previous podcast because my friend B had called me. And I remember just freezing. And I, there are months after Lori's death that have zero recollection of anything. There are months after Lori's death that I know I had I have kids, so I know I, I I know I got up and I did what I was supposed to do, and you know I took care of them and I took care of the house and I cooked and cleaned and all that kind of stuff. But if you ask me to go back to that time in July when she died, probably through the end of the year, I don't know that there's very much I could remember. I don't know that there's very much that I could say I was, what's the word I'm looking for, that I was present, because I, I don't think I was. I think that her death, because it was sudden and it was an accident like that, I did. I went into a, a zombie state is about the only thing that I can, only word I can come up with that I just kind of went through the motions and did what I had to do because I had responsibility, but that's it. The shock of her death took its toll on me to a level that I can't even explain. So if you've lost somebody suddenly, and and I know a couple of people recently, just literally over the weekend, had conversations with with friends of mine and family of sudden losses that their family experienced or their friend experienced. And I've got a, a good friend who lost her, her son as well from an accident. And guys, it's it's a tough one. It's a real tough one to overcome. You will overcome it. You will survive it but it is it's not easy and you try to make sense of it you ask yourself a lot of questions why did this happen how did this happen and you are just you get up in the morning and you can't even believe that it happened and you relive it a lot when somebody suddenly dies you relive that phone call a lot when somebody dies of cancer, you relive that as well. You relive all of the decisions that you make. You relive 
all of the last moments, the things that you said, the things that you didn't say, the things you wanted to say. When somebody dies suddenly, you struggle with, oh my gosh, I haven't talked to them in two days or three weeks. You struggle with the last conversation you might have had with them, depending on your situation. I know some people who have lost people they're very close to, but they had an argument just before, you know, they died. They, you know, people argue, people have disagreements. And then when that happens, and the last thing somebody says to somebody is not nice for whatever reason, and then that person passes away, that's a lot to deal with for the person who's here that lost that person because that's their last conversation. Nobody's fault. It happens. We're human and it's life. But it's tough. It's tough. So those sudden deaths can really take a toll on you. And I know sometimes we get busy in life and I know that the phone will ring and you'll look down and you're in the middle of cooking dinner or you're watching your favorite TV show or you're in the middle of cleaning the house, whatever it is. Sometimes you don't always pick up the phone. You look down and you're like, yeah, I'll call them back. And I've had it happen. I've had it happen where I didn't pick the phone up and then I regret it. And it's like, I should have picked up the phone. I should have talked to them more. I should have, I should have, I should have, I should have, I should have. Guys, you can't do that to yourself. It's normal and it happens. But you can't do that to yourself because you're spending your time beating yourself up and having regrets that you cannot change. You cannot do anything about what you did or what you didn't do. All I can tell you is from this point on, you're listening to this podcast, whether you've lost somebody or not, hopefully this will just kind of turn the light bulb on inside and we'll be kinder to people, we'll be gentler, we'll be patient, and we will put that TV show on pause and we'll pick up the phone and we'll have that conversation with that person. I did a podcast not that long ago, Craving the Conversations, because so often after somebody passes away, we want a conversation that we took for granted while they were alive. So don't take it for granted, because when that sudden death happens, that challenges you even more friend of mine, acquaintance, actually a business acquaintance of mine, Cody Bateman, he started a company called Send Out Cards. And Cody tells the story, and I'm going to try not to get emotional because I do. He tells the story about when he was leaving his hometown. He had gotten a job in New York City, and he was with his baby daughter and his wife and he was at his parents house and he was saying goodbye to his parents and his brother was in the parking lot moving some trucks across the street his brother's name was Chris and he was going to go and 
stop and give Chris a hug and say goodbye. And he looked at his watch and he's like, yeah, now I got to get going because we're running behind. And, and of course, I'm shortening the story and probably leaving some stuff out, but just getting to the meat of it. And he left, got to New York City, started his job, had a nice little apartment. Everything's going great. One night at three o'clock in the morning, his phone rings and it's his mom letting him know that his brother had died in a car accident. When Cody tells the story, there's regret there um, because he had an opportunity to say goodbye to his brother. He had an opportunity to hug his brother's neck and let him know he loved him. And because he was in a hurry, just like we all are so often today, that he didn't get that chance and he didn't get that last hug and he didn't let his brother know that he loved him. And because of that, one of the things that Cody Bateman has done is started a company called Send Out Cards. And this podcast isn't about send out cards. However, it is about your promptings. And it is about doing those things that you know you should do and making sure you follow your gut and you follow your instinct and you follow your promptings because you don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. So he made a commitment to himself and a commitment to his brother that he would never ignore another prompting again. And that's why he started his company. And anytime there's a prompting and he feels like he needs to send a card to somebody or he thinks about somebody, then he goes ahead and he does it so that he doesn't have any more regrets in his life. And I know I've experienced similar where, you know, I remember many times my sister calling or Nina calling or Ada calling or somebody calling and I was in the middle of something and I'm like, look at the phone. It's like, okay, I'll give them a call back. And either I didn't call him back or I did much later, but what I wouldn't do for that phone call and to have the opportunity to be interrupted in whatever it is in my day so that there aren't any regrets, so that there aren't anything, things that we dwell on after somebody's gone that we didn't do or we should have done. So when somebody dies suddenly, There are a lot of emotions that you go through, but I think the main emotion that you go through when that person passes away and you get that horrifying phone call is just shock. You are shocked. You are numb. Like I did, I went into a zombie state and reacting, you almost don't even react because you are just kind of like robotic. And I just want you to know it's normal and it's okay. So one of the stages is shock and denial of the passing of that person. And a lot of times the shock of the loss isn't just for somebody who suddenly passes away, but it's also anybody who passes away. Because I can tell you right now, when my sister passed away after five weeks of diagnosis, it was sudden and it was shocking and it was not expected. 
and it will be, it's been 10 months, just a couple less, less than a week ago, we hit a 10 month mark. So we're coming up on her anniversary and there's a ton of emotions around it. A ton. Because now we're coming up to her one year anniversary, but not only her one year anniversary of her death, but also of the phone call that I received the day she told me that she had cancer. And so it's real normal on anniversaries to have a lot of emotion around it and to kind of just go back to where you were at and the emotions and the feelings that you had at the time you got those calls. And at the time the person has passed and all the stuff in between. So Guys, this is going to be a long few weeks of really digging deep into the grieving process and into the different stages. And again, like I said before, there's not a right way or a wrong way to do it. It's just everybody at their own pace. And you have to allow yourself to go through it and you have to allow yourself to feel it. And so the very first stage and actually it's not necessarily a first stage, but I feel like it is a first stage only because I think it's the immediate that you feel and you go through when you find out somebody dies and that's the shock and denial. And I think the denial comes in because of the disbelief and in the very beginning and even later on down the road you just can't believe it and there are many many times you go to pick up the phone and call that person because you forget that they're gone you forget there is a numbness and there is a disbelief that comes with it and it is normal and it is you can't imagine life without that person. And I think, like I said in the beginning, it's so important to understand that the denial and shock is normal. Also, so that you can go through the things that you need to go through in order to give them a proper burial or whatever it is that you and your family do after you lose somebody. You'll react to learning of their loss with just a real numbness and a disbelief because it, those words that so-and-so has passed away, is, those are strong words. You're going to deny the reality of the loss at some level in order to avoid the pain because you can't handle the pain, especially in the beginning. The pain is so great and the heaviness is so great that in order for you to deal with it and in order for you to survive, sometimes you have to go into a denial state because your body, your mind, your mental cannot take the reality. The shock of it provides you emotional protection from being overwhelmed all at one time. And in the weeks later, 
it kind of is like, and I think I talked about this last week with the mixed emotions. It's kind of like that ice cube. It's you're, you're frozen and you're solid and you're protecting yourself because it is, if you went through all of it at one time without protecting yourself, you might not make it. You might not make it. So it's a protection. The shock and the denial is a protection for you to get through to the next stage. And it's normal and it's okay. What's not okay is to stay there. There's not a length of time, though, that you should be in that stage. Nobody can tell you get over it. Nobody can tell you move on because it's a process. So remember that it's a process. And one of the things that I want to do here over the next several weeks, maybe even months, is to walk you through that process to help you get to the other side where you can actually find a joy-filled life. Thanks so much for joining us. I hope you gained some new insight into the different stages of grief, in particular, denial and shock. Next week's topic, we're going to be discussing pain and guilt. Our goal is to build a community where we all have a voice at the table and you feel supported and loved no matter where you are in your journey of managing your loss. As always, we love feedback and we would love any ideas. So if you have anything or any topics you would like us to talk about, please let us know. If you would like to join our Facebook group, go to Raw and Real Podcast with Linda Piazza and we'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us this week for another episode of Raw and Real. If you like what you heard, make sure to subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast app so you get notification of all new episodes. 